0: Hey guys, Adam here. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, if you've listened to any of the shows on this here network, uh this here feed, uh last week we lost uh the great Mean Gene Okerland. Um as I'm sure listeners of this show are aware, he was an integral part of WCW during the, the Monday Night Wars. Long time fans of professional wrestling can remember how uh, how much of a fixture he was on WWF television back in the day uh during the first WrestleManias and during Hulkamania and the Rock and Wrestling Connection and you know right up until he left the company in I believe 1993 um I I will echo the sentiments uh that I have heard many people say regarding this that uh, Mean Jean was kind of one of the voices of my childhood you know uh watching the WWF back in the day and just mean jean was that fixture was that guy who was always backstage always at the interview area you know uh uh and 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 just one of the best of uh of all time um i could really only think of one way to honor mean jean on this show so uh we're going to do a quick silence here in uh, in memoriam, and then we'll uh, and then we'll get to the show. And I I hope you enjoy. I will never interview you people again, unhappy oh, woman. All right, you and I'll hook up a little bit later on. Woman, I thank you very much. He has infuriated your husband. La-ta. A lot of nuts involved in this thing. It's in bad taste. I don't know if I want to talk about the monkey or the grinder. Every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth is totally disgusting. I feel like a combination of Bob Barker and Rick Blair. me a Banana, if you would, you can stick it. A poco aprende español, amigo. I don't know how this thing got this far out of whack here. I appreciate your concern. Deborah McMichael, you look just terrific tonight. You have lost it. Lost what, what? Your mind! Tonight. Hello Nitro Maniacs and welcome to another episode of the Nitro Mania Podcast. My name is Adam, I am your host, and rest assured, a lot of interesting things are happening, just not where you can see them from where you're sitting. This is the 56th episode of Nitromania, which means there is now one episode for each family of olfactory receptors in the human body, one episode for each game in Joe DiMaggio's record hit streak, one episode for each curl of Shirley Temple's hair as a child, one episode for each county in Montana, and this is the official episode of the very real, not-at-all-made-up town of 56 Arkansas. Last time on the show, a mediocre arena show was interspersed with barely entertaining hotel vignettes, and Macho Man Randy Savage didn't show up until the last 10 seconds of the episode and said son of a bitch a lot. Will there be an apology for that this week? Let's find out. It is Monday, October 7th, 1996, and we are live from the Savannah Civic Center in Savannah, Georgia. Prior to this episode of Nitro, there was a WWF Wrestling Challenge taping in 1991 that spanned three episodes. We'll be back here in about five months for another episode of Nitro, and then there were a couple of SmackDown and Velocity tapings here in 2004 and 2005. Before we start, a quick rundown of the current WCW champions. Harlem Heat have been the WCW tag champs for six days. More on that in a little bit. Lord Steven Regal has been the television champion for 48 days. Hollywood Hogan has been the world champion for 58 days. Rey Mysterio Jr. has been the cruiserweight champion for 91 days. And Ric Flair has been the United States champion for 92 days, all the way back to Bash at the Beach in July. Remember? No, you don't. So, Savannah, Georgia savannah's georgia's first state capital home to loan sharks paper mills and racist tv chefs who dress their sons in blackface and feed you recipes containing 14 sticks of butter whilst also hawking diabetes medication where was i oh yes Nitro. We open with lights and pyro and screaming. Tony says a lot of questions need to be answered regarding Miss Elizabeth last week. Larry says she's obviously joined the NWO, which means she hasn't joined the NWO. Then we return to the hotel. Unfortunately, they edit out the voice of the giant, saying that his gift was the United States Championship belt and the voice of the PA, who told him to put it back in the box and try the take again. Listen. We then go back to WCW Saturday night to Harlem Heat regaining the WCW tag titles. Your opening contest is a non-title rematch, so fuck you, public enemy, I guess. Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge enter alongside their manager, Table. The tag team champions are already in the ring. Jobber entrances for the tag champs. Interesting choice. Nick Patrick then holds up the belts, even though we were told this was a non-title match. He is still wearing a neck brace. We go to break, so Macho Man can sell us his T-shirt and bandana combo for just twenty-four ninety-five plus five ninety-five shipping. Backstage, Elizabeth is knocking on Savage's door. She just walks in. Eventually, the camera follows, and no one is inside. Ooh, Halloween. Meanwhile, back in the ring, Harlem Heat are in control. Nick Patrick continues to perfect his scowl. In the crowd, the NWO appear and the Outsiders promise to take the titles from Harlem Heat. Spoiler alert. Larry raises a very good point asking how the NWO got a microphone in the first place. This does not at all affect what's going on in the ring as no one in the match even so much as glances at the group in the stands. So good work, boys. Tony reminds us that WCW is a captainless ship since Sting disappeared. Anyway, Sherry makes out with Nick Patrick so Harlem Heat can beat up Johnny Grunge with a chair and put Rocco Rock through a table and then pin Grunge to retain their tag team titles that weren't on the line. Outside, a limo has arrived. Tony says this can only mean one thing, the NWO, except that the NWO have already been here. Jeff Jarrett gets out of the limo and we go to break. What? Back from break and back to Saturday night for Nick Patrick levying the biggest fine in professional sports history. One million dollars on Randy Savage. Patrick also says he's the reason Mean Gene hasn't been around. So thanks, fuck. Enter Diamond Dallas Page. He is facing Jim Powers. Shortly after the match begins, they give us a Dallas in a box and it's time for our favorite game on the Nitro Mania podcast. Is it... Racist. As a matter of fact, we have some pre-recorded comments from Diamond Dallas recorded before the match here tonight. Let's listen in to DDP. A hey, Eddie, oh, Eddie, yeah, I'm talking to you, burrito boy. Take a good look. See the butt kicking that's happening right now, because that's... DDP's DDP's gotten stored for you. I do not care oh, if you oh, recuperated oh, from oh, the diamond cutting I put oh, on you with the Clash oh, of Champions? Oh, have it, Burrito Boy, DDP's gonna put something on you that Ajax won't take off. Bang! Yikes. Nick Patrick and his neck brace is refereeing this match as well. Weird. DDP ends the match fairly quickly with the diamond cutter. DDP then threatens to beat up Teddy Long. Back from break, and today brings out the Macho Man, who actually shows up this week, alongside some nerdy-looking white dude in a Slim Jim racing suit. This is apparently Jason Keller, who drives the Slim Jim Halloween Havoc race car. At the race in Charlotte, Kyle Petty and the NWO car got in a wreck. This is apparently some sort of sign how they're going to do at Halloween Havoc. Macho Man repeatedly creams himself about how well the fucking race car did. The car finished 10th. But Macho won't just tell us that they finished 10th, he has to ask this charisma suckhole if they finished in the top 25, and then the top 20, and then the top 15, and then the top 12. Jesus, fuck, this was a waste of time. All the while, this dipshit in the Slim Jim suit going, Come on, Macho Man, you know me better than that, you were there. (sighs) enter high voltage tonight they lose to the faces of fear tony tells us that jeff jarrett will actually wrestle on the second hour of nitro tonight that was fucking quick benoit mongo and deborah are on the ramp for some reason oh apparently they're facing the faces of fear at halloween havoc not sure why high voltage completely botch a double team maneuver on the left side of the screen as we watch mongo yell something unintelligible on the right the barbarian pins rage who used to be called ruckus for the victory this Saturday night, Eddie Guerrero vs. Disco Inferno, Rough and Ready vs. Harlem Heat, Jim Duggan, Lex Luger, and more. Tony tells us to order Halloween Havoc as some jamoke named Mike Wenner enters. Tonight, he jobs to Glacier. The fans seem pretty into Glacier, I'm not going to lie. Glacier has the typical Nitro nameplate, but there's a slight blue glow around the letters. It's the little things, you know. Glacier wins with a spin kick to Winter's face, and somewhere in the back, Eric Bischoff masturbates furiously. The dynamite appears as we count down to hour two, and Glacier does his kata. Glacier finds a way to waste an entire minute of time bowing and what have you until the random pyro goes off. Eric welcomes us to hour two, featuring Macho Man, Ric Flair, the NWO, and Jeff Jarrett. He then sends us to break. You couldn't have done that like two minutes ago when the Glacier match ended? We come back for the Dungeon of Doom as Hugh Morris takes on Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett enters to the most synth fiddle music ever. Yikes. His trunks have some bizarrely placed fringe, so be on the lookout for that. Eric, Bobby, and Tanay wonder aloud whether or not Jarrett is a member of the NWO simply because he got out of a black limousine earlier. You know, those exclusively NWO black limos. They then spend the entire match treating Jeff Jarrett like he's in the NWO, basically cheering for Hugh Morris the entire time. Bischoff says he's surprised he hasn't seen any of the NWO at ringside. Could that possibly be because he's not a member of the NWO? Jarrett locks Morris in the figure four and Morris submits. Jarrett then struts. Where, where have I seen that before? Huh. Anyway, also, if he's a surprise appearance tonight... How do they have theme music for him? Perhaps I'm putting too much thought into it. I don't know. Shivani is with Jared on the ramp. Tony straight up asks Jared if he's in the NWO, and Jared denies being in the NWO, talking shit about Hogan in the process. Not bad. And fuck you, Eric. You dick. Then, a paid NWO announcement. It's the t-shirt commercial. Thankfully. So we don't have not anymore. <laughs> we go to the desk, and Eric promises us another groundbreaking night in professional wrestling. They talk about Lex Luger versus Arn Anderson at Halloween Havoc. Tonight, Luger faces the Renegade. That match is actually right now. and well, I guess I must have misunderstood. It's Arn Anderson versus Renegade tonight. I don't understand why they roll out a red carpet for horseman entrances. Mark Curtis is your referee here. No sign of Randerson since the NWO takeover two weeks ago. Woman, by the way, must be glued into her top. There is no way that that thing is staying in place on its own. Anderson wins, shocking, and then ties Renegade in the Tree of Woe so he can stomp the shit out of him until Luger makes the save. Enter Squire David Taylor. He beats the shit out of Jeeves on his way to the ring. Taylor's opponent is Lex Luger. Luger wins in short order with the torture rack. Anderson hits him with a plastic chair after the match. Luger sells this by laying on the ground and not moving an inch. Up next, Rick Steiner versus Chris Benoit. Scott Steiner is now dressed like a leather daddy for some reason. In the middle of the match, we go to break, and when we come back, we see the NWC limo backing into the arena. I did not misspeak. Giant and Hogan get out, and Hogan says he has some business to attend to. The match comes to a close when Rick steals Mongo's briefcase, clocks Mongo, and then Benoit with it, and pins Benoit for three. Faces! And to the Macho Man, thankfully the boring white guy remains backstage. Speaking of backstage, Hogan wanders around. Meanwhile, Rick Flair's music plays in the arena, but he doesn't appear. Turns out he's busy getting the shit kicked out of him by the NWO. Vincent has Flair's NWO championship. Elizabeth is there and Eric continues to postulate that she's with the NWO. Giant backs Elizabeth into the arena where she can be saved by Macho with a chair, except he just gets hit from behind by Hogan. Hogan and Giant continue to just beat the shit out of Macho, throwing him into the ring and choke slamming him. Or Giant lifts him up for a chokeslam, but Hogan stops him, choosing instead to completely whiff on a punch that knocks Macho over with a stiff breeze anyways. Following the destruction, Hogan spray paints an outline around Macho Man in the ring like he's a dead body. The crowd pelts the ring and the Giant with trash. Hogan takes a mic as the Outsiders come to the ring. Giant has Elizabeth and, like, well, he's holding her by the face. It's kind of weird. Uh, Hogan says that he owns Elizabeth As Bischoff begs for the show to go to break Or to end, what have you This doesn't happen, however, for another five minutes After Hogan calls Savage macho puke Clever And now, suddenly, there's an NWO monster truck It's the Hulk Hogan monster truck From the sumo battle on top of Kobo Hall Last year, but now it's painted up Like Hollywood Hogan We go off the air to the monster truck revving next to the broadcast booth There was Something missing From this episode of Nitro. I don't know if it's because we're still three weeks away from Halloween Havoc, but it just feels like nothing happened tonight, you know? Uh, If you go back and watch anything, I would say watch Benoit versus Steiner. Despite the kind of stupid finish, the match itself is decent. Uh, This episode has a 4.56 on cage match and scored a 3.5 on your Nielsen dial. Meanwhile, over on the USA Network, we are two weeks old from Hershey, Pennsylvania, with episode 179 of Monday Night Raw. Mark Marrow defeats Diesel by disqualification. Undertaker digs a grave. We get uncomfortably close to Psycho Sid. You can buy Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, and Bret Hart on denim shirts for just $47 a piece, including shipping. Then a vignette for Mr. Perfect. The Smoking Guns defeat the New Rockers by pinfall. Todd Pettengill files a report on The Real Double J. Goldust talks about Sid, we get clips from Livewire, Jim Ross talks to Vader, the Sultan defeats Aldo Montoya, Mankind screams while in a grave, the PlayStation Slam of the Week is a collection of perfect plexes that date back years, in your main event, Sid pins Goldust. This episode has a 3.4 on cage match and pulled in a 2.1 rating. The WWF hasn't won in the ratings in four months, and that win was only by one point, 2.7 to 2.6. The last time they defeated WCW soundly in the ratings was a month before that. And that was when Nitro was an hour long and at 7 p.m. because of the NWA playoffs and NWA, the NBA playoffs, because they weren't even head to head. Pretty pathetic. Elsewhere in the world on October 7th, 1996, Malia Hosaka turned 27 and Aiden English turned nine. And that does it for 1996, so let's return to 2019, where I can tell you that you can see me live and in person this month on the 26th in Peabody Mass for Liberty States Wrestling. 2019 is a big new year for the Rundown. We've become the Rundown Wrestling Network, so visit www.rundownwrestling.com for more information and links to all of our episodes. New series will be debuting soon, I'm told. so Be on the lookout for that. Planning is in the works for the second episode of The Crap Shoot, where longtime Rundown friend Andy and I sit down and watch a wrestling show known for being terrible and then decide whether or not it deserves that terrible reputation. If you want to check out that show as well as Troy's A Spot of NXT, become a patron at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. Troy says he also has big plans for the Patreon this year as well, so stay tuned if you don't want to make a monthly donation you can always visit paypal.me/rundownwrestling to make a one time donation all donations go straight back into the show and pay for our automatic hosting and the hosting for the new website on a personal note i'm sure you're aware by now that we that the rundown is no longer a part of the questionable endeavor network i, I want to take a moment to thank andy for our time there i am proud we are proud to call ourselves charter members of qe Uh, Andy, Troy, Bill, Josh, and myself put a lot of time and effort into the planning stages of the network, and Bill and Troy and myself put a lot of effort into trying to convince Andy to call the network Beefcase, but sadly it didn't work out that way. As the creator of the rundown, I am very excited to see where the rundown network goes in 2019 and beyond, and I, uh, I don't know exactly what Troy and Jason have up their sleeves, but I am looking forward to the ride. Uh, also, on a personal note, uh, re- host of WrestleMania Salvation, our buddy Sal, uh, may be going in for some surgery soon. So, I do want to wish him the best of luck with that, uh, quick recovery, and get back on the on the saddle with WrestleMania, whatever the fuck you're at now. Um, and on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. I want to thank you for listening, as I thank you uh, after every episode for listening. Uh, I do hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to give me some feedback, please feel free either on Twitter at NitroManiapod or by email, NitroManiapod at gmail.com. I am also always taking suggestions for events that uh, Andy and I can cover on the crapshoot. So send those my way as well. Uh, So with that, I will talk at you next time right here on NitroMania. Pull up your socks and get ready.